This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All-Stars. Growing the game, one podcast at a time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Lacrosse Podcast. We are coming to you from Philadelphia here at the woodlacrossesticks.com woodshop. And, uh, of course, this is being hosted by Lax All-Stars and sponsored by STX. Uh, for the, anyone who missed the initial kind of like preview episode last week, we're going to come to you every single week with a short digestible podcast that tells you what happened in lacrosse and what's going to happen in the upcoming weekend. Obviously, we just had a giant opening NLL weekend, and without getting too much into it, Philly fell a little short, so it's pretty sad for the city. The uh, Swarm won its fourth straight home opener, which is pretty ridiculous, and the Rednecks dropped their home opener to the Warriors in overtime. So not only did you get uh, the Swarm pulling something out that's pretty pretty spectacular in a fourth straight uh, home opening win, you also got an overtime game. It's not a bad way to start the season. So before we get into the weekly recap, letting you guys know who dominated and why, I want to give a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Lacrosse Podcast is brought to you by STX and their show, The Season 19. The season is back. Get an exclusive all-access look at two of the top college programs in lacrosse this February. We're going to go ahead and follow the Florida Gators women, and they're going to follow Cornell University Big Red, and uh, pretty much map out their quest for the NCAA championship. Season 19 is going to be coming out to you guys when the cross season starts. So make sure you guys check into that and uh, follow STX and everything they're doing at, at STX on Instagram. All right, Rich is sitting right here to the right of me. He is going to be our co-host every single week, bringing you guys the weekly recap. Uh, Rich, what was your favorite thing that happened this entire weekend? Certainly wasn't Philly losing. All right, so it wasn't Philly losing, but what I will say my favorite thing about the weekend is is uh, we got our first fight. You know, we were we were we were losing, but uh, I like that they got back into the Broad Street spirit and dropped the gloves. And yeah, first fight of the NLL season wins, baby. What we. We didn't really talk about this. Are we going to be like a pro NLL fighting kind of podcast? I mean, mixed martial arts. You Dude, know. send in send in your mean hate mail, and uh, U.S. Lacrosse can can write another you know letter and say like you know hey we should all just like wear a bunch of fluffy pads and play flag football. But I'm pretty sure we're going to take the stance of fighting's all right. Hey, I love to fight. So we got the first fight in the NLL season. Yep. Which is a very Philadelphia thing. It's a very Philadelphia thing. I'm very proud. He's very proud. It's like the loss doesn't even matter as much as, you know, we're establishing who we are. I do have to say the loss does matter it because does. I it think uh, from from what I saw here, I was trapped at the wood shop making sticks all weekend like uh, sand and the elves. But um, I did see just a resounding amount of penalties versus versus our opponent. It was it was outstanding. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, we're we're a young team. We got a lot no, of young guys, yeah. fresh faces. So that's the thing that's that's going to get better as we grow as a team. But uh, I think it was just you know maybe some nerves. Uh, we only lost by two. So even with all those penalties, I mean, this young group of guys still put in a lot of work. No, we only lost by two, and. Uh, like you said, you can fix penalties. So I think we had 36 penalty minutes, according to this, and uh, Buffalo really like punished us for that. Yeah, I mean Buffalo went four uh, four of seven on the power play. Um, I mean, and um, we didn't. The game was the game was tied in the last two minutes of of the game. You know, the, I mean the score was tied. It was a really close game for us taking that many penalties. Um, and being a young squad, I think we have a lot of talent, and we're going we're going places. We're going places. All right, well, let's move on because obviously every single time Philly comes up here, we're going to be slightly yeah, we can biased. Talk about them forever. Yeah, for sure. Uh, God bless the Wings. God I'm bless them. Back. I'm glad they're back. All right, so the Swarm wins their uh, fourth straight home opener. And, I mean, I don't really 
I don't really see anyone else kind of coming out with that kind of intensity. They, they, they definitely popped off with by far and large the, the, the most energy of anybody that I saw this weekend. Yeah, I mean the, the, the swarm was back at uh, back at their old ways. Uh, Stink City, as they're calling it, I have to keep remembering that. Down in Stink City. Do you? Uh, Couldn't you just call them whatever you want? Well, hey, that's what they're going by. I'm going I don't to... think we're big enough yet to get like a phone call. Like, Richard, we need you to change it to Stink City. Out of respect for the homies down in Georgia, Sting City was lighting it up. Uh, I mean, we had a couple great goals. Uh, Randy Stoss uh, was killing it. Miles and Lyle, of course, were, were getting stuff on the board. But uh, Yeah, two each. They definitely put up some points. And uh, literally, I mean, the, the point spread was, was the equivalent of their actual total all total overall scoring. Yeah, it was it was a pretty tight game. It, it wasn't as uh, as close as I think the Wings game was, but I mean, Georgia came out firing on all cylinders. Uh, it's it's really hard to see anybody, I don't want to say giving them a run for their money at this point, but I mean, Georgia... That is Georgia's, a vastly premature statement to make. I, I'm just saying, man, that Georgia... That is a wildly Georgia, premature statement to make. Listen, I will say this. I'm here, a listen, man. Georgia is my second, let me, my let, second me come, let me come into the middle with you, because that's an absurd thing to say after the first week weekend home opener. And I will give you a moment to think about that. But uh, also, I, I, I'll owe you lunch for a week if they end up winning, because that was a bold-ass statement. It was but I will statement. say this. It was the most fun game to watch. Oh, absolutely. The ball control and, and how they moved it around. It was a cohesive team. It was, it was a solid win through and through, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but the Roughnecks actually, uh, in terms of closeness, the, the Roughnecks went into overtime, which is always a good way to you know, kind of round out weekend opener. So I feel like you had a lot of varying games. You had one that was a little bit more dominated. You had the Wings, which, you know, again, you're talking about a team that really punished themselves with penalty time. And then you, you have the Roughnecks with, uh, you know, finally winning or finally uh, losing the game to the Warriors in overtime. And I mean, coming back to the finally uh, losing the game, they blew a huge lead. Yeah. And, and it's... Uh, Man, that, that, that's, that's going to be a hard one. I mean, also the, I don't want to say lost quite yet, but still not being able to lock down uh, Curtis Dixon and Wes Berg is definitely seeming to put a little hamper on, uh, on Calgary's strength this season. Well, in the fourth period alone, the, it, was, it was five goals to one. So, like, they definitely just didn't come out with the gas to pull out that win. But honestly, just like you said about the Wings, that's a definitive loss. Like, you deserve to lose that game when you're going to come out and you're going to play in that manner. If you're going to give that up, it's they're, they're in a hard spot. I mean, you, their their entire right side, um, not their entire right side, but I mean, you got two of the best forwards in the game right now in Westberg and Curtis Dixon, and they they might be sitting the whole season. So we, I hate to say, we might be seeing more of this from Calgary. For anyone who doesn't understand why, tell them tell them why. They're uh, so so currently, uh, Westberg and uh, and Curtis Dixon are in contract disputes with Calgary. Um, seems to be straight up financial uh, and they are uh, their their agent came out and said they are willing to sit out this entire season and that is something that it doesn't seem like Calgary can really afford to, to, to have happen well I mean the entire problem with the NLL and don't don't worry we're not about to start going on a tangent on this maybe as a, a main topic for the podcast but certainly not in the weekly recap but yeah the NLL and and every single major lacrosse association has a major gap between what these players are worth and what they're in, in all honesty and a lot of people don't give the credit to some of the organizations what they're actually able to pay them and yeah you should be trying to pay everyone more 
but at the same point in time, you're looking at a, a it, it's an amalgamation of everything that's ever happened in an organization, the normalization of pay structures, and that's the, it is a little wild to sit out an entire season. I'm not going to say it's not called for, and I'm not going to say it's not what you know an organization like the NLL needs. But it it is uh, definitely. <laughs> it's, a thing it's definitely one happening. of those games where you know you, you get to the end of it and you know it's, it's it was after a long day of lacrosse but just like the wings game you're like oh well you lost it right there yeah boom so that is your weekly recap let's go into next week's games all right so we have three new games coming up this weekend you guys can catch them on uh december 21st starting at 7 30 p.m we have toronto and buffalo rich is pretty excited about the next game that's going to be taking place at 10 p.m Yes, on uh, again on the twenty first, uh, Calgary is facing off again against Vancouver for a nice little rematch. I'm excited to see how that one turns out. Now I'm incredibly stoked to watch San Diego play Colorado. Yeah, San Diego. I'm I'm excited to see the new franchise coming out. San Diego's playing Colorado, um, and this game's on the twenty second at nine p.m. Eastern time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see San Diego uh, San Diego's opener. I want to see. How yeah, that's going to be honestly. I'm probably. I've already seen Calgary, Vancouver, and at 10 p.m. That uh, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna just check out the highlights from that. But I mean, do, you know, on the 22nd we have the uh, Woodshop Holiday Christmas Party. Oh, we Ooh, should stream we're the totally game. Totally streaming the game here. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, someone's gonna break the television. So we're <laughs> gonna have 30 or 40 people here in the woodshop just hooting and howling. But that is going to be uh, by far and large the best part of that party. Yeah, I mean, this is this is gonna be the debut of Austin Stotts. So we have a very special guest here today, and uh, do you want to introduce him? Yeah, we have a... Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, Ian McKay! I stole it from you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you don't come in quick on this podcast, I'm going to take you these. You set me up for something dramatic, and then you just scooped in. You know, as they say, bang, bang, right? Uh, they do. In the streets, if you will. In the streets? All right, guys, let's get to it with Ian McKay from STX. All right, Rich, why don't you take it away? All right. We have a special guest in the studio today, uh, third overall pick, uh, first pick from the Buffalo Bandits. We have Ian McKay in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, Woo! Ian McKay. Woo! Actually, you know what, uh, I'm going to take two steps back because that was a really rude thing you did in my city. <laughs> and uh, I can't believe they snuck you back in. Yeah, lucky enough, uh, they just kind of snuck through the airport. But Oh yeah, really? All those... Hundreds of thousands of lacrosse <laughs> fans. Yeah, everyone, everyone's giving me weird looks, but I know you came in wearing a Buffalo Bandits hat. Absolutely. He's looking for trouble. He came. Well, in he also came trouble. into the game and completely dominated the faceoff. So that's he did well. He yeah, did you well. did well. I don't know. It's uh, we were talking about it, and um, Philly did have the first fight of the NLL season, which I um, mean. We, there, you have to have an opponent, so we both had the first fight of the NLL season. We had the first fight of the NLL season. Yes. And we also discussed it, and I guess we're going to be a podcast that's okay with that. <laughs> like, you have to be like, are you okay with fighting? And we're like, yeah. Well, I, mean, you, you're, you, I mean, you come from Canada. You're a box player. I'm assuming you don't have the same soft feelings as Americans do about fighting <laughs> in their sports. Ooh, ooh, you could say that they're a bag of milk. Isn't that <laughs> right? Yeah, I grew up drinking milk out of a bag, and it's also a very good chirp. It's a very good chirp. What's another one? Um, you're softer than ten ply. Yeah, softer than ten ply. It's more of a hockey one, but I was gonna yeah. say this. This guy loves his Canadian banter. Oh, I, w I, I think you guys have the best, the best uh, slander ever. Yeah, it's like it, it can almost come back to bite you though, because at school I'd always get chirped for it. Things I say differently or 
do differently, but no, I dude, honestly, say chirp, which I'm really enjoying right yeah, now. Yeah, like the, the phrasing on how to insult someone isn't even the same. Yeah, which is great. But uh, being a Canadian player, you're actually in a wood shop right now that makes wooden lacrosse sticks, and I don't think we've actually had anyone come through here who who's caught some heat from one of those things. Yeah, uh, definitely doesn't feel good. Uh, in junior lacrosse, uh, I took faceoffs and. Uh, we were playing against Six Nations uh, in the Ontario Finals, and uh, I was doing pretty well in the face-offs, and they weren't happy about it. So uh, a couple guys came out with the wooden sticks, and they weren't trying to win the face-off. They were just trying to <laughs> swing and, and make sure I, I was feeling it. So um, I've definitely taken a couple of good slashes before from them. Well, welcome, and we'll actually uh, we'll make one with you while you're here before awesome. we send you back out. But speaking of Canada. Uh, you played for them in the World Games. I was actually there. That was a really amazing experience. What was that like for you? It was awesome. Uh, I was one of the younger guys on the team. Um, we actually even had a few guys younger than myself, but um, I played on the U19 team in 2012. Um, that was my first time representing Team Canada, and mm -hmm. then uh, you don't know if you're ever going to get to again. Um, so to have the honor to do that and, uh, and then go to uh, an amazing country like Israel, um, not sure what to expect going into it, but when you got there, it was uh, it was pretty eye-opening experience and pretty cool. Yeah, Israel's amazing overall. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Did you actually get to Tel Aviv, or did you spend your whole time in Italia? Uh, we were in Italia for the most part. Um, we went into Tel Aviv the last night uh, after uh, the tough loss. Question in the gold medal game. Question. Once you got to Tel Aviv, were you like, oh, I should have probably came to Tel Aviv a little bit more than Italia? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, but I forget, what, I forget remember, or sorry, I forget what was going on, what holiday they had going on, but uh, there wasn't much open uh, that, that evening. So uh, we spent most of our time walking around trying to find a place to go. Yeah. Um, but I had a few buddies, a buddy on the Jamaican team and a buddy on the Czech team. And uh, hearing stories from them, it sounded like they. Uh, oh, I thought they, that's who you're rolling around with. I'm like, dude, what a crew! <laughs> what is it? Like what have been a squad going? Yeah. you yeah. like sit down for some pizza. They're like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't know how to serve these folks. Um, yes. Well, sorry, can I uh, jump in? Just as we're speaking uh, about playing uh, in in Israel, so you played for Team Canada. We were speaking to Jake Bernhardt, your your former coach, and did you did you end up getting matched up against each other? Um. Maybe in the round robin game. Uh, I don't think we did it all in the gold medal game. Um, but I played against them in the MLL this summer as well. So how, uh, how, how fun is that? It's Well, near the end of uh, the season, when we were getting ready for uh, the America East tournament, yeah. um, it was when the MLL was get, just getting going. So he was suiting up for a couple practices. And... Uh, so you see him out there a bit, and then you just know how good of a player he is. Uh, I mean, one of the best players in the world, yeah. obviously. So, um, but once I was able to go up against him, it was a pretty cool experience for sure. Yeah, it's like, do you do you go harder or against your coach? Or do you? I I know, like, I mean, he plays defense and I play attack, and you, you kind of just want to like sun each other whenever yeah. you get a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I just don't want. I like I legitimately don't want to hurt you. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to hurt <laughs> your feelings, you? and so I'm uh, just trying to keep your ankles intact when I shake. You hurt my feelings by playing on the same team as me. <laughs> so for those of us who couldn't actually make it to uh, Israel for the World Games, which was a great experience. Uh, Canada did a, did a really good job of going into the crowd and going into the general common areas and meeting, you know, the team from Denmark or Hong Kong. And you guys had a lot of the players they wanted to meet. 
so did USA. And, you know, I know USA won the gold medal, but no one saw them the whole time. They're on like in like some weird private farm or something. Yeah. And and I don't know. There there's a lot to it, but I mean in terms of growing the game, if you're in an environment where your handshake means a lot to somebody, I always I, I always think you should go out and give it. Yeah, definitely. It was uh it's something that we pride ourselves on and um the the players that have come before us, guys that aren't with us on with us anymore, uh Guys like Chris Anderson, Kyle Miller, yeah. um, guys who played and wore the, the Canadian leaf on their chest. Something that we um, really pride ourselves on and want to do. And uh, like you said, we were practicing and sharing fields with other teams and we'd make a point to go uh, talk to them after the session was over and, and do some work. Jeff Snyder is one guy who is really good with that. He'll go over and um, help with um, face-offs and that kind of thing and even just walking around we'd always be uh, in the athlete village um, at the stadium and, and talking to people and signing autographs taking pictures whatever yeah. it was so I saw you guys everybody was so excited you guys yeah. are just feeding into the stereotype that Canadians are just super nice and personable all the time yeah yeah exactly like, you know if that's I could you imagine you just came from Colombia and you don't get to see Anybody from Team USA? You don't even see them. Because you're certainly not going to play to a level where you're going to see them on the field. Yeah. You know, and then, like, they just don't show up. I mean, it was... I, I, I'm not going to... And I'm not... You don't need to comment on this, but just me, personally, Justin Skaggs talking. It was freaking embarrassing. <laughs> we were like, uh, 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 no one, you're up in a country. But then, honestly, like, Team Canada came out, and you guys had so many heavy hitters that... Everyone got to meet a professional, famous lacrosse player. So for that, I got to take my hat off to you and your teammates and the organization. You did a great job uh, being ambassadors for the sport. And and really, I mean, I know for a fact it meant a lot to a lot of people that you guys took the time to come out and, and meet them and train with them and, and stuff. So it was, it was it was an aces move, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you. So but, uh, speaking of speaking of Canada, I'm going to jump in here since Should I we speak about anything other than Canada. <laughs> well, I mean, look. You're, 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 you're from our, our neighbors up north. You have a, a bit of a box background. Let's talk some box lacrosse. What's it, what's it like, um, I guess, I don't want to say coming from a box background, but, but growing up with, with, I guess, that added to your game um, as normalized as it is up there? Yeah, I mean, for me, I didn't even start playing field lacrosse until my junior year of high school. So box lacrosse is the only thing I knew, and um, I was lucky enough that uh, lacrosse has been in my family for a while. Uh, my grandfather has been a trainer for teams for many years. Um, was actually the trainer for the U19 team every year until oh, I started sweet. playing. Um, and then my uncle played uh, in the NLL as well. So it's been my family for a long time and, and uh, something I've loved forever. Um, and then I had to end up making the choice when I was probably 14 or 15 of whether I wanted to play hockey or lacrosse. and which one I wanted to try to pursue, and um, lacrosse just seemed like the right option, and I like to think it's when okay, we're gonna, I was gonna say, it, sounds, it seems like it worked stuff. out, yeah. Well, yeah, you just came through this city and beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you're gonna keep bringing that up, first, <laughs> it's the first only thing that matters right now. We don't <laughs> even play again this weekend. I got nothing going on. I'm excited for San Diego, of all things. So you just played your first professional, um, or I guess your first NLL game. Yeah, you know, I, I playing for the world is, is pretty professional in, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, what what's what's that like? I mean, you've you've been playing box for you know as I mean, I guess as long as you can remember. But I mean, you get to the next level, and, and what's it like playing against? I guess all of the greats. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, as much as you want to think and try to approach it uh, as just another game, it, it really isn't. Especially when you're making 
your dream come true yeah. playing professional lacrosse. So um, I tried to just make it a normal game, but um, when you get out there and you realize how loud it is, and there's I think there was eleven thousand people at the game. Yeah. And, uh, we, we can fill the stadium. They were they were on their feet and the music's blaring the whole time and um, you can barely hear yourself think, let alone hear the other four guys out there on defense trying to help you out and tell you what to do. It's uh, it's definitely a surreal experience. That's awesome. That is awesome. Look how pleased Rich is just from what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's totally living through the I, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can hear my smile through the uh, the, no, that's not how radio works. Oh, no, man, you do, some, you do some ear reading, you do some eye watching. Some eye watching, some ear reading. What is that? Is that like an audio book? Is that what you're describing right now? Uh, technology's getting there. So we're really excited to see uh, how the rest of your season goes. And uh, we definitely noticed you and your influence on the team this weekend. So I want to take a moment and say, you know, good game. Good game. Thank you. You did it. Appreciate um, it. And, uh, Above and beyond anything else, we wish you luck and, and good health through the season. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. I want to take a moment and thank STX as our sponsor and Lax All-Stars for hosting this podcast. Uh, Joe Snow is our editor, and all of our music for the podcast came from Frank Stanley at Track 13. Until next time, guys, I'm Justin. And I'm Rich. And Ian is Ian. That didn't go as well, but we're going to end it anyway. <laughs> See you guys next time. Take care.